You're listening to Rewire Your Work. I'm your host, Heather Love, and I'm a subconscious mindset coach, a spiritual and integrative life coach, and a certified hypnotist who is obsessed with learning about how the brain works, why we do what we do, how to rewire the subconscious mind, and creating new and fun ways to regulate the nervous system. You're in the right place if you're ready to change your perception of worthiness, find your self-confidence, overcome your fears, step into your truth, and fall madly in love with your life. Welcome to this magical adventure where I'll help you learn the tools you need to rewire your neural pathways and step into your power with radiance and courage. So grab your headphones, get comfy, and let's get started. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Rewire Your Worth. I've been talking to a lot of women lately who are struggling to stand in their truth in a way that they're proud of and that feels good to them. It's easy to say to just change your mindset about confidence, but I thought it might be interesting to take a peek at what might be going on in the brain so that the shift might seem a little more doable. First, here's some of what they've been going through, and maybe you can relate. She doesn't speak up at meetings anymore because she's tired of having her ideas ignored, or people tell her why that idea won't work, or better yet, some man in the group says the exact same thing, and he's met with praise for his intelligence, and she feels resentful and a little hurt, to be honest. Or she feels like she should have all the answers about literally everything in her world from how and when to pay the bills, to why her kid has an attitude, to what's for dinner, to how everyone is going to get where they need to be, to when she's going to find time to clean the house. And because she's overwhelmed, she feels like she's not good at any of them and is just failing at life. Or she's started and stopped so many things like trying to lose weight or become an entrepreneur or get up earlier or be better with spending that she wonders why she can't keep promises to herself and feels a lot of disappointment. Do any of these sound familiar? Or can you imagine a similar situation for yourself where doubt sits in the place of confidence? So what sits beneath that doubt and lack of confidence? Is there something happening in the brain to make it make sense? Well, if you're listening to this podcast episode, you know that the answer is yes. And that answer lies where else? In the subconscious mind, of course. Here's a little caveat though. Just knowing how the brain works isn't going to automatically shift things for you. Like with anything, this is to bring awareness to why you do what you do, but it's up to you to then take that knowledge and do something with it so that you can stand in your truth more today than you did yesterday. It's up to you to show up louder and prouder. It's up to you to be more bold. It's up to you to use your voice to speak up. 
It's up to you to show up as the person you've always wanted to be. And all of that becomes easier once you understand what's at the root of it all. So let's get to it. Confidence is something that eludes many people. And to be honest, I think it eludes all people at least some of the time. What I think happens though, is that so many of us generalize and we can think of one or two areas that we aren't confident. So then we just label ourselves based on those one or two things. But if we look at it, really look at it, I will bet money that you can think of at least one or two things that you are confident in. So as we go through this episode and even beyond when this episode is over, I invite you to think of things that you feel like you can stand tall in saying that you know what you're doing. Even if that thing is making homemade chicken noodle soup. For a while, one of the things on my list was making chili. I had won several chili cook-offs, thank you very much, at various locations, and I knew my chili was super yummy. If someone would have come up to me and told me that my chili tasted like shit, I would have laughed because I knew that was just one person's opinion and I had a whole lot of awards that said otherwise. That's where I want you to get with the things that you know you're good at. Be so good at them that you become unshakable. And then we move on to the other stuff. At its core, lack of confidence usually boils down to a very small number of situations that things didn't work out the way you wanted. So your brain has taken that past experience and is predicting the future outcome and then shifts your emotions and physical response accordingly. For example, if you had to stand up in front of the class in third grade and talk about your favorite family vacation, but you were super nervous and some kids started laughing at you because you kept fumbling over your words, your brain takes that information and then turns it into something like, you aren't good at giving presentations. And do you know what? You take that quote unquote fact with you, that you aren't a good speaker with you all the way into adulthood. And if you do nothing to provide your brain with contradictory information, you will always get nervous when you have to get up and speak in front of people. What's interesting though, is that you have probably long forgotten about those kids laughing at you, but the feeling you had at the moment gets imprinted into your brain and your body and you have an automatic reaction every time you have to get up in front of a group to speak. So while you may not understand why your face gets red, your hands get sweaty, your heart beats faster, and your voice is high-pitched, even when you're only talking to a group of people you already know, remember that all of this lives in your subconscious mind. And when it's subconscious, that means that it's automatic and you probably aren't spending much time contemplating why it's happening because it happens so quickly that your cognitive function 
isn't really at play in those moments. And this is kind of oversimplifying it, but feelings of lack of confidence almost always live in the subconscious. They may express themselves consciously by you not speaking up when you have an idea or feeling like a failure for not juggling all the balls of life or falling off the weight loss wagon again. Your brain is used to operating in a place of not feeling confident. And as much as you may hate it, it's what's familiar to your brain. And familiarity equals being safe to your brain. I could go off on a whole tangent about why people continue to do the things that they say that they hate all in the name of it being familiar, but I won't. (laughs) But understand that this is not something you consciously think about. I've talked before about the deep rooted grooves in your brain that occur from having the same thoughts and feelings over and over. And it basically then becomes a habit that you don't think about. It's automatic. So if you take any of those examples or any example from your real life, we're going to use this as a training. So you can take this and actually change your life right here today. I'm going to give you steps so that you can feel more confident moving forward. This is gold right here because these are the steps that I would take my clients through. Are you ready to get started? Okay, good. Let's go. The first thing you need to do is remember the last time you felt this lack of confidence specifically. Not the first time, but the last time. The reason for this specificity is because change doesn't happen when your brain generalizes. And your brain loves to generalize because that's easier. And your brain is always trying to conserve energy. And one of the ways it can do that is through generalizing. So when you come up with this example, we're not looking to use the words always or never here. Okay. That's what so many people often do when they're talking about a quote unquote problem or something they want to change. They will say, Well, I always do this, or I never do that. For example, I never stick with the diet, or I always forget what I want to say when I get up in front of people, or fill in the blank with whatever it is for you. But our brains can't process change through generalization. So that's why we have to get specific. We're also not looking to go back to the first time you remember this happening or feeling that way. We are not looking to relive any childhood trauma today, okay? We can get the same results by just picking the last time that we felt this way or thought this thing or had this reaction. So it's important to understand that even though maybe in the past you've had experiences where you need to go back to the very first time you remember something, that's not the method I teach. Honestly, doing it that way was something I was taught early on when trying to help people get through something to have them remember the first time so we could get to the root. But that really just seemed to re-traumatize people. And we don't want that. I don't want that. And you don't want that. Almost everything that deals with the subconscious is from things that happened to us before the age of 14. And most of those actually before the age of seven. 
And I get why there are some methods that want you to remember those things, but it's just unnecessary for 99.9% of the issues that my clients are dealing with. Like I said, with the speech in third grade, of course, you're not going to be great at speaking. And of course, you're going to fumble over your words if you're nervous and all of those things, right? So we're not trying to go back to whatever the first memory is of the thing. We're going back to the last memory because number one, it's more accessible. It probably happens regularly enough that you have an example at the ready. And if you don't, just spend a minute or two thinking about it because I'm sure you can think of something. And if it's not the very last time, that's okay. It's not this rule-based thing that it won't work if it's not the absolute last time this happened. But we do want a specific example so that your brain can process how to make the change. And secondly, by working with the last memory or one of the last memories, you still get the same results as if you can remember something from earlier on in your life. So this just seems easier. When we remember a specific example, what happens is that we light up the specific area of the brain that holds the subconscious belief about that thing. As we start to rewire those neural pathways that hold those old beliefs, the reprogramming is going to start to branch out into other areas that you have had the same experience or the same feelings or the same emotions or the same reactions. If you are feeling a lack of confidence in several areas of your life, As you start to rewire one area, you're going to start to notice that you will feel more confident in other areas, but you can work on them one at a time and one specific example for each different kind of thing. But you'll also notice that as you work through one thing, it will be easier to work through the other similar issues. If you're lumping it all together in your brain, change just won't happen that way. So if you need to pause this and really sit with it and think about it for a minute and jot a couple things down so that you have a specific example, do that because you're not going to be able to get the same results. It's not to say you won't get any results, but you're not going to get the same kind of impactful results if you just do this as a generalization, this is super important. Your brain needs one thing to focus on in order for the correct pathway to be lit up. We really want to make sure that we're addressing the correct area of our brain. When you generalize, it's sort of like when you think of a ball of yarn, okay? If you're thinking of, I never keep promises to myself, as the ball of yarn, it's this big thing, right? But if you start to pull apart that ball and now you've got all these different individual strings of yarn and each one is an example of when you broke a promise to yourself, whether it was I ate the cake or I said I wouldn't text that guy who makes me feel like crap and I texted him or I said I was going to work out today and I didn't or I said I wasn't going to go to Starbucks, but I did. All of those things 
are an individual piece of yarn. And so by pulling at those strings, you're going to be able to unravel the ball a little bit easier than if you're just like, here, untangle this giant ball of yarn. Sometimes my daughters do this with necklaces. Some of them are so delicate and dainty and you have this necklace and it's all knotted up and tangled. And the very first thing you do to get it back to how it was is you have to slowly kind of pull at it and tug at it so that you can see where the individual pieces of that chain are. So it's the same thing with confidence and the same thing with any issue you're having. You really want to like pick it apart so that it's not just an always or never kind of deal. It's so much easier to work with when you have one piece of the ball of yarn or one part of the chain of the necklace. Okay, so you've got your specific example, right? You can remember the details and how you felt and all of that. Now we regulate the nervous system. For this one, let's sing Jingle Bells at the top of your lungs so that the people in the car next to you can hear you. Are you ready? Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. And okay, look, if you if you didn't sing and just listen to me, that's not fair. And I'm, I want you to pause and sing it because... I just did that in front of all of you. So the least you can do is sing to your empty car. Okay, so next step. Decide how you want to feel instead. So let's just stick with the giving the speech for this. But whatever it was for that specific example that you chose in step one, I want you to think about if everything was perfect and great, how do you want to feel instead? And yes, you can use the word confident, but let's go deeper. What is it like when you feel confident? Is it relaxed? And what is it like when you feel relaxed? Maybe things feel easier. And what is it like when things feel easy? Maybe you can breathe so it feels calm. So just play with the words a little Don't just come up with one word for how you want to feel. Really sit in that space of how you want to feel and come up with as many words as you can think of and really go deep. It's like when you come up with the word and be like, and what does that feel like? Now we're ready for step four. And the fourth step is embodying that feeling. So take all those feeling words that you just came up with and try them on like a jacket. Sit in those feelings and imagine how you would carry yourself as you walk up to the stage. Imagine what you would be wearing. Imagine seeing a group of friendly faces in the audience. Imagine feeling really good about the material you're about to present. So again, whatever the specific issue is for you, you'll try on those feelings and really imagine yourself as if you're there. 
And the last step is where we rewire and reprogram. So now that neural pathway is nice and warmed up, okay? We've accessed the subconscious. So now we can work with it so that what was an automatic response in the past is now something that we can change. So you're sitting in the embodiment of how you'll feel when you've got this new confidence, how you'll look, how you'll act, who will be around you. I want you to imagine that you've just completed that speech and it went amazingly. Again, insert whatever example it is that you're using for this, but it went great. It couldn't have gone better. Now, imagine that it's the next time you're going to give a speech. How are you feeling? You're probably feeling a little bit better, maybe a bit more calm, maybe feeling like you're breathing easier, maybe noticing that your heart rate seems steady. And you do that speech and that goes really well. And then imagine it's months down the road and you have several speeches under your belt. And now you feel like this is a piece of cake. Really notice how that feels and the shift in yourself, both emotionally and physically. You've really shifted into this new version of yourself and you're really proud of yourself. And just take a few moments to really sit in that feeling of embodying this new version of you and imagining how confident you are knowing that it's no big deal to get up and give a speech now. And just for fun, before we wrap it up, when you think back to that original example that you came up with, what do you notice? Many people notice that they have a hard time accessing those original feelings. And even if they can, it feels much less intense than before. And the reason for this is because we've now accessed the subconscious and have been able to tap into that old neural pathway and create a new one so that those thoughts and feelings have a different way to go. For some people, once through this is all it takes, but for others, it can take several times. I really recommend going through those last three steps at least three times where you decide how you want to feel, you embody those feelings and, and try them on like a jacket and rewire the pathways by imagining how things will be different moving forward. So what I just took you through is my under framework, U-N-D-E-R, which is the signature framework that I use with my clients for just about everything. I'll often end it with hypnosis to really lock in those feelings. But even without that, your subconscious has been activated and your brain will continue to marinate on everything you just did over the next five or six hours. And then if you just do the last three steps again, as you drift off to sleep, your brain will put that even deeper into the subconscious while you sleep. This is really magical. And I 
know that you're going to up-level your confidence by listening to this training on repeat. Just insert whatever areas that you want to work on and you will absolutely see results when you follow these steps. This episode was just a masterclass. So I hope you enjoyed it. Come on over to Instagram and follow me at I am Heather Love and send me a DM to let me know how this went for you. Until next time, thank you for listening. I love you so much. And remember that you're worthy of living the life of your dreams.